0: We begin today by acknowledging the traditional custodians of the land on which we record this podcast. We pay our respects to the Elders past and present. We extend our respect to the Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples here today. (laughs)
1: Hi guys, welcome to Bumps and Besties, a podcast about navigating the journey to motherhood through fertility struggles, friendship, and all the bumps along the way. I'm your host Lexi, along with my co-host and bestie. Hi, I'm Amy. Our podcast is here to explore the often tricky, usually emotional path to motherhood through the lens of two besties on two different paths. Laugh with us, cry with us, and know wherever you're at on your journey, you're never alone because your besties are here and we have your back and welcome back to another episode of bumps and besties good morning happy monday hi everyone so How's
0: big, your week? Been? yeah it's been
1: a big <laughs> week i hate to be this person because i feel like every week i come on and i'm like i'm sick But you're
0: having a rough run.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I have just had the worst couple of weeks with sickness. And I don't know, everyone keeps saying, oh, it's because you're having a girl. This is what happens. (laughs) And honestly, now every time I look at my mum, I'm like, I'm so sorry for my existence because you must have gone through hell to get me here. Especially since she would have been used to boy pregnancies as well. Yeah, exactly. And she did say to me, like she called me yesterday, she's like, I haven't heard from you all week. I'm like, I've been unconscious all week, lady. Like, I've been in bed. And she's like, oh, yeah, that happened to me with you too. It's just girls. And I was like, why does anyone have them? They're (laughs) horrible. (laughs) Oh, God. Not that we have any control over that. And I'm sure I will be the most grateful mama when my little baby girl gets here. But oh, my God, is she putting me through my
0: paces this week? She's making life hard.
1: Not just this week, the last week. Oh, yeah. (laughs) It's been like either myself or Ted have been horrifically sick for. Probably like this entire pregnancy. Yeah. It's like I get a few good days and I'm like, cool, I'm going to go to the gym. And then the next day I'm like completely flat on my back, can't do anything. It's (laughs) horrific. Yeah. Anyway, I'm feeling much better today. Jumped out of bed this morning and did the 530 feet. I could handle it this morning. The rest of the week, that was all my hubby's work. So thanks, Ash, for taking the load. (laughs)
0: How are you? How's your week been? Busy, just busy. Um, just running around doing stuff for the business. Did a lot of driving yesterday to drive around and collect stock from all over Southeast Queensland. That's so crazy. It's just been one of those crazy weeks where... Every day gets thrown to chaos. There is yeah. no set routine or schedule. Sorry, plan. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> not yeah. planned. Plan does not happen this week. Oh, no, but we made it here, guys. We are here to record
1: for you, and we've got a bit of an interesting episode for you this week. Mm. So we are going to talk about the concept of having a village to raise your babies. So I think that this is going to be interesting because I think that... Through both of our experiences, we've certainly needed to lean on different people Mm -hmm. to kind of come to grips with whatever it is that we're managing or what we're going through. And because obviously, I think like IVF is such a heavy thing to carry alone. Like, I just don't think you could just kind of be in a tiny little bubble and not talk to anyone about it. I think it's so important to have people. So, I want to hear about your experience and who you've lent on and when you've needed them the most. And then I guess I'll go through my experience with both pregnancy which has been good and bad and then obviously like once baby comes along and who I've had in my corner to help me get through that. So Amy do you want to kick it off? Who's in your village? What do you need from an IVF standpoint?
0: Now I'm not an overly social big circle Mm. party kind of person. Um, I like to keep my click very very small i have a few good girlfriends i lean on my husband has a few good mates and that's pretty much i don't really have a lot of contact with my extended family don't really have a lot of contact with my immediate family either Mm -hmm, to be mm -hmm. fair um i'm very solitary generally i'm Mm -hmm. just not an outgoing people person so i think when it comes to venting and emotional and just having to talk to someone about it. My usual go-to's are my husband and yourself. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I think you two get the ins and outs of everything that happens whether yeah. you want to hear it or not. It just gets <laughs> unloaded on you. Then I have a couple of other girlfriends. Uh, we spoke to Em a few weeks back who's great especially when helping when I need some advice there. Um, A few other girlfriends that I went to high school with that I probably am not so much close to, but they've been through similar experiences. So it's more of a, hey, did you experience this kind of Mm -hmm. thing? That's a really good point,
1: actually. I think that having people just pop up on your social network that, say, you went to school with Mm. that have been through the same experience, all of a sudden it's like this thing that really binds you Yeah, and something that you previously wouldn't have really reached out or spoken to them about it's like oh I went through this whole thing and let's have a
0: conversation about it and let's be really open and honest yeah and all these girls that I probably wasn't good friends with in high school and mm. I didn't really have many conversations or much in common with them but as everyone's gotten older and gone their separate ways you know there was one of them who was very open about her IVF journey all over social media and I was like oh well, that's interesting yeah. and, and you'd find and connect with these people you didn't think you would yeah um but I think if it comes to day to day stuff, I said, yourself and my husband a lot, mm-hmm. but unexpectedly, it's my healthcare team yeah, who I wow. lean on yeah. an awful lot. That's good. So I am what they call a type A personality. Mm-hmm. I need to know everything, I need to be organized, I need to have all the information. I just need to be on schedule, on plan, which you can imagine my week's been <laughs> um And I say to know, I need to have the information there. I can't handle waiting for results and things like that. I just need to know. So I find that a lot of the time, especially when it comes to alleviating anxiety and calming me, I actually lean a lot on my nurses, my doctor, my GP, my acupuncturist, my, you know, anyone who is seeing me through this journey because their input and their experience is actually... What is helping me stay calm and yeah. on track through all of this? That's so good. Yeah. And you, I think after a certain time period, you... Like, obviously, if I had had the baby the first pregnancy round and didn't have the miscarriage and I didn't go back to the clinic, I wouldn't have as close a bond with these nurses as I do. But yeah. I think because I've been seeing them two, three times a week for the last almost two years now, yeah. they... They become people you really trust and rely on. Um, And then, like, on the journey with you, like,
1: I'm sure that every time, you know, something is really successful or moves ahead like they
0: would get just as excited for yeah and they part of it yeah and they do they get so excited and they're there when things don't work they're there when things do work um they see all the highs and lows like even last week i popped into the clinic just to pick up some medication and there was a lady there who i hadn't actually seen in a few months and she was like oh my god amy it's so lovely to see you i'm oh. sorry, sorry you're back but it's so great and they just they're a connection that you didn't expect to have yeah and also, so last week when we went into my collection, didn't go exactly to plan as we thought it would. Mm-hmm. And when I'm frustrated, I cry. So I sat there and I was crying, and I wasn't angry at anyone. And I was glad we got, we got, but I was just frustrated that things yeah. hadn't gone to plan. And one of the nurses just hugged me. And she's like, "I'm really sorry. What, can, what can we do? Like, what's oh. good?" And but they're that. Also, when I'm unsure of things and when I'm anxious about things. If I, I can ask them anything because they've usually got the answers for me or they can get me the answer and all those things. Even my acupuncturist, so he specializes in a lot of fertility acupuncture and um, his wife did IVF herself. So he's got a lot of insight to the process as well. So obviously when you go to acupuncture, you're working on a lot of things, but often we're working on my anxiety too. So yeah not only the process of having the acupuncture treatment but he has some insight into how everything works and can give some good guidance on that so that's really helpful too that's awesome so yeah so i think for me it's really just my inner circle obviously i share a lot these days Mm -hmm. i'm fairly open about the whole thing Mm -hmm. so if people ask me questions or i find myself having discussions and chats here and there with people i probably never expected to i My in-laws have been wonderful. Yeah. Um, My in-laws are great. So there's never a moment of hesitation when they're offering help, if there's anything they can do. Um, If we need anything, they're they're always there. So I think family-wise, I've never been really close to my family um i see my sister every now and then my younger sister so i think my in-laws yourself my husband and my doctors are really my innermost network that's so cool that your health team is sort of it's
1: like that's turned
0: into as much of health guide as much as a emotional support team as well well they're usually the first ones to kind of know when things go wrong or right so even if say for example i get a positive pregnancy test at home they're the first ones to confirm levels of where mm-hmm. they should be and mm-hmm. give you concrete answers or yeah. if things aren't looking good they're the first ones with results so they're generally often the first to find out anything before my husband even does because yeah. they're the ones giving the results yeah so for them to have those well obviously if you're going to be an ivf nurse you're going to be a personable person you're going to be a gentle person because people are going through a lot but they're all angels like they're absolutely lovely and there's been a little bit of staff turnover they've got a few clinics um there's a couple have been there since day dot there's been a couple that have changed in the last few months but every single one of them are just absolute angels and the biggest help that's so good and what about like support groups is there anything
1: like on facebook or anything like that that you've wanted to reach out and connect to
0: do they exist they exist there's definitely there's lots of them um it's quite overwhelming how many online support groups there are so the biggest ones would kind of be through facebook groups Mm -hmm. or through forum community boards so there's Mm -hmm. things like the baby center and those kind of websites that have these forums and communities you can join and there's subcategories too of, you know, if you're an IVF mum or if you're on your second pregnancy or whatever it is, it mm-hmm. could be your birth month, uh, your due month or whatever. There's so many subcategories you can join oh, wow. and speak to these women who are in the same position as you. Mm-hmm. So I, with my first pregnancy, I joined the, um, birth month club kind of oh, subcategory yeah, I you that it was yeah. in. So, um, it was like babies due November, so it was the November birth club. Yeah. So I joined that, and it's kind of nice to have people who are within a couple of weeks of exactly where you are. Yeah, just on to the check in journey. on things like symptoms, and you know, yeah. oh, is anyone feeling this or? And know. if you go one step further, there's a November birth club in the IVF thread itself oh, okay. so there's this they're almost going through the exact same thing yeah. you are a lot yeah. of the time so I find that one's quite helpful because you can narrow it down to exactly the kind of people you want to talk to yeah. you can be really specific about it um Facebook groups I'm not so big on mm-hmm. there is one that is dedicated to patients of the clinic I attend oh okay that's nice yeah and I find that it's fine. It's just not got so many people in it. Mm -hmm. Um, And a lot of the people in it have had their babies and gone on to graduate and... Things change, oh, so okay, yeah. the insight they have from three years ago is probably not relevant to how things are done today. So I don't know. I just find that that one is it can be helpful, especially. I think there was a girl recently who was like, "Oh my god, I've run out of medication. I need one for Sunday night," um, and someone else was able to help her out with that oh, because they didn't need so it for nice. that cycle. And so things like that. It's a nice little community because you've all got that in common because mm-hmm. you've got that same shared clinic. But I think um, the baby centre ones are the ones I generally find the most helpful because although yeah. it is based, like, overseas as well, just that narrowing down of yeah. the community group and the people you do want to speak to. And, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay, well, that's interesting. Yeah.
1: I guess my experience is probably a little bit different Mm. in the fact that my medical team, I feel, are maybe a bit more removed from my experience. Yeah. So I am really lucky in the fact I get to see a private OB. Um, I suppose that's one of the benefits of being medicalized in the, you know. We sort of, a friend of a friend of a friend, my (laughs) husband's work colleague or something was like, oh, you should go and see this person. That's who we had our kids through. So that's how that happened. So I see my OB every month, but I see her for like 10, 15 minutes. We get a scan. We have a chat. She makes sure that I'm not dying and we move on. So she doesn't have a lot to do with my experiences. She wasn't actually even there to deliver Ted because he decided to come on the one night that she was not on call. If you want to hear about that, you can go back to, I think it's episode two, yeah. Teddy's arrival. Um, he did come a couple of days too early, so she was not there. So I, I it's so nice to hear that you do have the medical team. Because yeah. I think that if you were going through that much and you didn't have people kind of helping you along the way it would be really really hard
0: I think it just comes with the whole seeing them so often thing like if yeah. it was a routine pregnancy my GP would not be anywhere near as involved mm. my nurses wouldn't be anywhere near as involved if I was seeing them once a month for a, hey this is a scheduled yeah yeah <laughs> In and out, ten minutes. I probably yeah. wouldn't like them so much because it's you yeah, you don't get to know them. I think it yeah. definitely comes from I see them more often than I see most of my friends. And yeah, family. oh, absolutely, yeah, no, definitely. Um, so I I had to kind of go
1: looking, I suppose, for a little village. So when I fell pregnant and everything looked like it was going to move ahead with Ted, I joined an app called Peanut because I was pretty much the only person that I knew who was pregnant at the time. Yeah. So my friends, like because I grew up in Brisbane, my friends who already have kids, they're all in Brizzy. So from us, that can be anywhere from an hour to two hours away, depending on
0: traffic. Getting worse and worse.
1: So that makes it really hard. And... So I had to kind of go looking for people and I did what you did in the fact that I went looking for people who are due the same month as me. And then from there with Peanut, it is an overseas app and I think I've spoken about it before, but you can connect with people based on location. So I'd connected with a few people that were similar Um, sort of within six weeks, I think of due date and then similar kind of area to me. But then when Ted was, I think six months old, we moved to like the other end of the Gold Coast. (laughs) So I had made a couple of connections up that end, which was great. But then when I moved, I once again went looking for more people to connect with, because especially when you've got a newborn and because Ted was in a harness, the car was just not a good time for him. Yeah. He was so uncomfortable so I didn't really want to put him in the car and be driving 40 minutes for a play date. Yeah. So I think that I probably made a few connections on Peanut but it didn't really hold me in good stead because I moved and because it was location-based and then by the time I moved to where we are now I ended up just like going on to a few local um, Facebook groups and I've spoken in depth about my experience <laughs> with mothers groups and those who have listened, they know I'm in a very happy, healthy relationship with a group now, but I had a bit of a rough trot to get there. So I wouldn't say that the mums group are my village. I would say, honestly, like my besties and my family are. And because we're so lucky in the fact that we're so connected on online, like even my girlfriends who do live in Brisbane, like I still get to talk to them every other day or they'll ask for photos and videos of see what's what Ted is up to for the day, check in with my pregnancy now, make sure I'm okay. Yeah. Um, and I'm really lucky in the fact that both grandparents live within 20 minutes of us. So they have played a massive role for me um, since Ted's come along. Yeah. So when, Ted, when I was pregnant and Ted was really young, my parents lived about 10, not even 10 minutes away, around the corner literally from our yeah. house. So that was really helpful to have them really close on standby if we needed them. They were just around the corner the amount of times that like my dad would just be like hey I'm at the shops
0: do you want me to drop over some groceries and that was so so helpful help when you need those yeah, things you don't just, want to take Ted out and pop him in the car like you said
1: exactly and, yeah. yeah like those early days having my dad just be able to pop over I think hubs got really sick at one point and I was at home with Ted and we were worried like we all had COVID or something so my dad just came and dropped groceries and that was amazing like i couldn't have had a better situation there having my parents so so close now that we've moved it's like 20 25 minutes either way so we've got grandparents on both sides which is good because when my parents lived really really close to us ash's parents were like 40 minutes away So this location is certainly much better. And I have to say like both sets of grandparents are very hands-on yeah. and it's been a world of help when I have appointments now, I go to a clinic that's quite close to my parents so that I'm not taking Ted along to like a 40 minute scan for things like the NIP test is quite involved. Yeah. And those who have listened to us before know Ted doesn't go to daycare I'm not super keen on that if I can avoid it at this stage so I just drop him off to my parents he has a half day at their place and I can go and have my scan and if the just This is running late or there's problem scheduling things it's never an issue because I know where he is and he's really yeah. safe so that has been a massive massive help and then having Ash's parents close to us as well has meant we've been able to go out for dinner sometimes and we've been able to go and see our friends and it's just given us a little bit of breathing space on the other side it's also helped me getting back to work yeah so I'm not sure how this is going to go when there's two babies, <laughs> but I have actually been able to return to work for quite a lot of Ted's first year of life. Um, I own my own business, so I run a party, hire an events company, so I do things like baby showers, weddings, proposals. Pop-up picnics, tablescapes, that sort of thing. So most of my work is on the weekends. So I can do all of my prep during the week, which I can do at home with Ted, kind of work through his sleep schedule, that sort of thing. And then on the weekends, if Hubs tends to like occasionally he'll be working, especially at the beginning of the year, he has all his own call at the beginning of the year, which is like just happened to be party season. So there have been a few times where our schedules have accidentally clashed, but you know, grandparents are around the corner, they're happy to come over, they'll look after him while I dip in and out doing my event over the course of the day or while Ash is sort of on and off a shift as well. Yeah. So I think for us the physical side of it has definitely been like we have leaned pretty hard on my family and on ash's family so they have really really helped and i think because my brother's kids are in brizzy um it's been really helpful for my parents to be much closer to ted in order for them to be more involved yeah and then for the flip side of ash's parents like their other grandkids are in miriburra which is literally somewhere between four and six hours away drive Again, depending on traffic, do you want to travel (laughs) at 3 o'clock in the morning or you want to travel at a normal time? It will depend on how long it takes you to get there. So they've been able to be super, super involved in Ted's life, and they are really involved in their other grandkids' lives, but it tends to be like school holidays, they'll take them for a week straight. That's sort of how they do it with those guys, whereas for us, they're able to just pop over on a weekend and, like, and have an afternoon tea yeah exactly which is awesome so i think physically managing ted and making sure that he is not needing to be looked after by randos or put into daycare at this stage my village has been my parents and ash's parents and then i think like emotionally i would say you are my person (laughs) and i think that sometimes i feel a little bit guilty about that because i know we're on like opposite ends of the spectrum of like what we're wanting because some days i feel like such a bag of crap that i'm like this is not what i wanted and i feel so bad whinging to you about how sick i feel because i'm like i know you would love to be this sick but on the flip (laughs) side
0: i'm sure you get sick of
1: hearing about the ivf over and over over. because it's just it is what it is like i think that I can empathize with your situation forever and ever and ever because like I just, I understand the want for a baby as well and I think that's that's like why I totally, totally understand where you're coming from. I think it's just maybe a cruel irony that the universe is like, you two should be besties. (laughs) You can have terrible pregnancies and you can struggle to get
0: one. So that'll be fun for you guys to manage together. But no, oh, I, I think it's work. a common ground. We definitely do lean on each other very heavily when yeah. it comes to that emotional side. And absolutely. I think these days it's not even a consideration of, is she going to want to hear about this? Because it's just a, hey, I need to dump this. and No, you are absolutely. The <laughs> I think that's the thing. Like, we're both so used
1: to it now that it's like, hey, I just need to dump on you for a minute because I just need someone to vent to. And I need someone who's going to understand it. And because we've been there for each other the whole way, yeah. like, I just get it. I yeah. so understand every time something f- happens to your treatment or, like, last, you know, egg collection cycle was such a mess. It makes my heart sad because I'm just like, I just want this for Amy so much.
0: But knowing each other is that safe space and no yeah. matter what, that's yeah the absolutely. most helpful thing because, you know, sometimes there are things your husband's not going to understand. He's yes. not going to understand the hormones and the emotions that they cause, and the physical symptoms they cause, and yeah. they just don't get a lot of it. Yeah, and while well, you wish they would, <laughs> it just it, they they struggle to connect to that side of things as yeah. well as someone else who's experienced it can. Connect to those things.
1: And I think that's another thing is probably we've been able to help each other communicate more to them and say, like, okay, let's play devil's advocate and say they don't understand this situation. How can we communicate this better to them? And I think that you and I are able to take a step back and go, Okay, while they're maybe not behaving as wonderfully as we would like them to in this situation, how do we make them understand how you're feeling? Yeah. And it's always just that that Like, the other person can calm one of us down and just be like, hey, I know this sucks and I am 100% on your team. Let's try this way of doing things or let's try communicating this situation and see if that renders us a a better result or a different result. So, I think that's been really, really helpful. Weird that you brought up, like, random people from high school because I've had the same thing. Yeah. Like... I didn't like I don't I'm not an Instagram influencer like my profiles on private like it's just people I went to school with and like random people that have popped over into my life over the couple of years like it used to be public because my previous life I needed it to be because it was kind of part of the shtick I was a
0: fashion girly but you find that when Facebook first came out you just added everyone you knew or that yeah. you met and you had all these friends and people who just kind of have lurked in the background for the last 10-15 yeah. years and then you- they just come out of the woodwork and they're like
1: randomly a girl that I went to school with is having a girl and is due the same month as me and did her announcement a week before I did. And she has a little boy who is, I think he's two or three years old. So it was just like, Oh my God. And you know, we just had a chat and I honestly maybe saw her when we were at school. Like it's been so long and I'm (laughs) in my 30s, so it's been a while. Um, but that has happened quite a lot I've had people that I haven't expected to talk to me and it, even with the podcast as well been like oh I listened to that episode about blah 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 and
0: it was really interesting because I'm actually going through this and I'm like what I, I think you so podcast long. definitely bought people out of the woodwork yeah I've, I've had like probably about four or five messages that oh really wow. threw me off in a good way of so and so going oh I listened to your podcast and I was like oh my god like what <laughs> like there's more than two people listening to yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it, it does, though, so, because, like, these are people that I never would have thought would listen to. us, yes. And, you know, people I haven't had contact with in years and years and years being like, hey, I listen to you guys. And, like, either I'm really sorry or I empathize or I've done this. And, like, wow. it's just like, what, what? <laughs>
1: There you go. Wow. So I guess that's a way to find a village, people, if you're looking. Start a podcast. <laughs> just start talking. <laughs> randomly, just be super vulnerable and put yourself out there on the internet. Um, but no, I think that if you are looking for people, obviously there's all different ways to connect with people. And I do think as much as everyone's like, social media is ruining our ability to communicate, I think in some ways it gives people almost like permission to reach out where they wouldn't Mm. like if i saw someone on the street that i went to school with and they had a baby the same age as ted i'd maybe wait but i don't know that i would start a conversation yet on the internet or on social media people feel more safe to just be like hey i've you know, my kids the same age as yours or how are you? Or I listen to your podcast or
0: whatever. Which so I what's think the is worst really nice. happened. They just don't answer your message. Exactly. And I'm th- not standing there in the middle of the street like a stunned fish going <laughs> awkward sausage. No, exactly.
1: And I think that's been really nice. So I've actually used it now a few times because I kind of realised when I'd put something up and people that I didn't expect to answer had kind of like, you know, replied to a story or said something. Now When I need some kind of advice or I'm chasing a product or I need help with something, I put it on my socials. (laughs) And I feel like a wannabe influencer, but (laughs) at the same time, like I'm getting answers, I'm getting connections. So I think it's working. So, you know, if you are looking to build a village, for me, Family has been really, really important. But I know everyone doesn't get that situation. I think after I was listening to the radio today, I was talking about uh, things to do or how to manage like awkward conversations with awkward family members, like people that you just don't gel with or if you've got a super racist drunk uncle and you have to see them every Christmas. Like it was really interesting. And I just thought how lucky we are that both parents on both sides. Like we get along with, he gets along with my siblings. I get along with his, like it just, I know that it's a big position of privilege to come at, to have family, but it has really helped us in, in the transition from before having a baby and managing our life to being able to manage the chaos somewhat and have some form of normality because we can kind of take a little break if we really need to, and just get a, a a grandparent over
0: for an afternoon and great for Ted to have that bond with them. Like I know growing up, like I said, I don't have a lot of contact with my family now, but I was very close to, especially one of my grandmothers growing up and would see her quite often. And some of my fondest memories are just days spent in her kitchen and stuff like that. So, you know, for Ted to have that bond with his grandparents will be. Yeah, I know. It's really nice. Like
1: I didn't really have um, much to do with my grandparents. My dad's family all died before I was born. And then my mum's, there was just some some tension there, so we didn't really spend a lot of time with them. So I do feel really grateful that Ted gets to have that, and I feel so lucky that they are in, as involved with him as they are. Like sometimes I'm like, oh, my God, I wish I'd had my kids 10 years ago so they could be, you know, around with them for even longer. But yeah. it is what it is, and I'm just grateful that they're here and they love spending time with him now. Like my mum will call me every week and be like, what, what are you guys up to? Ted like do you want to hang can we come over we'll bring food Um, when I was working a lot a couple of months ago before I got pregnant and they would come over every Tuesday and look after him so I could get work done and get prepped for my weekend jobs which was awesome so as I've taken a bit of a step back from work that's kind of tapered off a little bit and my mum's had some stuff that she's been kind of dealing with as well so you know it, it, it ebbs and flows how much time we spend with them but we certainly get to see them a lot and it's knowing that they're there if you need them exactly it's just like a you know the weight comes off when you're like oh yes that's right if I desperately need I can just call them and that has happened a few times like if I've had a really rough night with him like I've called them in the morning but like can you spare me a couple hours today because this mama needs a nap at some point. (laughs) (laughs) That has been really lucky. Like, I think that was my big driver for not having our babies earlier. We were living interstate for a couple of years prior, and everyone was like, oh, why don't you guys start your family now? And I just said, well, I don't really want to do that alone. Yeah, And that would have been the case. Like, Hubs was working 50 million hours a week. And although I had the time to be a stay-at-home mum then, I didn't have anyone around me. Like, yeah. I didn't have family. I didn't have friends. COVID was stopping all travel, so it's not like they could just fly down and help me out for a week. Would have been just you and Bub all the time. Oh, yeah, no. not <laughs> not Not ideal. I mean, like, again, I know I'm coming at this with such a, like, position and privilege, but it's your choice when you want to have your yeah. kids for a lot of people, it is anyway. It's a matter of choosing the timing. Yep. So, yeah, I think that's probably all we have to say on that. Yeah. If you guys have had a different experience in building your village, we'd love to hear from you. Yeah, absolutely. So hello to our brand new French
0: listener. Thanks for tuning in last week. <laughs> we get very excited when we go through and we look at where everyone is tuning in from. It's very flattering to see it there's is. a couple of you who listen to us week in and week out. Yes, I think our Berlin listener always
1: comes every week. So thank you. Hello. And our Italian listener as well. We've got a few in the UK and the US who tune in, as well as our New Zealand pals. But we know who you are, so a
0: <laughs> few <laughs> we know.
1: Thanks for coming. Um, if you guys are interested in following along or joining in the conversation, we are on socials. So we have our Instagram, our TikTok, our Facebook page and group. Mm-hmm. We'd love to see you guys there. We always want to hear your thoughts on the episodes as well. So you can always contact us through dms on there we'd love to hear from
0: you exactly all
1: right guys well that'll be it from us this week just a short snappy one we will chat with you next week have a good week Bye. Bye. bye